So hands up who's looking forward to Christmas. Who's looking forward to Christmas in two days' time? I'll definitely add my hand to that. Hands up who's made a present list this Christmas. Who's made a list of presents they want to get? I, I can't add my hand to that when I haven't made a present this year, I'm afraid. I, I hear my wife telling me it would have been helpful if I had made a present list, but I haven't. But for those of you who have, it's so exciting, isn't it? Making a list and thinking about what you're going to get. I remember when I was young, uh, having the presents under the tree that had my name on them. And every day before Christmas, multiple times a day, I'd go over and just squeeze them and give them a shake, try and work out what they were. Somebody's bought a present for me and wrapped it up, and I'm going to find out what it is on Christmas Day. So exciting. So I've got another question for you. Hands up if you've made a promise at some point over the last few weeks to be good. Hands up if you've made a promise to be good. Yeah, a few, few more hands going up. A few more hands. It's kind of a, a message that we get at this time of year, isn't it? Whether we realise it or not, there's a message that gets told us at Christmas time that we need to be good. I'll give you an example. Okay, I'm going to play a game with you. I'd like you to finish the song lyric for me, okay? You need to participate in this game. I want you to shout out together, okay? Finish the lyric. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. So, there you go. Be good for goodness sake. That's the message, isn't it? Of Christmas, so often, whether we realise it or not. And that's a song that kids sing. But it's actually true for adults as well. We get the same message. We're kind of encouraged. This is a time of year where we need to be good. We need to be nice. We need to, to give to charity. It's the time of year when we get the letters through the door from the homeless charity saying, give to our cause at Christmas. People are going to be sleeping on the streets. We do it. We've got an offering, a Christmas offering to the charity, um, HVDV, a fantastic worthy cause. It's a wonderful thing to do, to give at Christmas time. Loads of research shows that giving to charity increases in December. It's a time that we're encouraged to be good, to be nice. And that's really good and important, but I think because Christmas is a Christian celebration, that encouragement to be good can often give the impression that Christianity is also about being good. That Christianity is about cleaning up your act, putting on a, a good show, being a good moral person, giving to charity, being, being nice, being kind. I had a conversation a few days ago with a, a, a dad from the school that my eldest daughter, Chloe, goes to. We're talking about Christmas talking about plans for Christmas, any family traditions. He said, oh, we go to the Christingle service at the local church. It's something we do every year. And I'm always intrigued by this, okay, as someone who works for a church. I was intrigued by how people think when they go into a service when they're not normally at church. So I said, you know, what's your impression? As someone who doesn't normally go to church, what's your impression of that service, of, of Christianity? And he said, well, the message last year was um, be, be, be a bit nicer. Be a bit nicer. Be kind to the people around you. He said, it's, it's pretty hard. I'm not very good at it, but that was the message. Now, I don't know if that's what the vicar wanted to communicate or not, um, but that's what he came away with. And that's the impression that a lot of people get about not just Christmas, but about Christianity. It's about cleaning up your act. It's about being a good person, being a good citizen. Problem is, we're not good boys and girls, are we? We mess up. We mess up all the time. Every one of us. Kids, teenagers, young adults, old adults. We all say we'll do things and don't do them. We all say we won't do things and then do them. We all put ourselves first. And it often comes out at Christmas, doesn't it? When we spend time with family and we find selfishness coming to the surface. None of us are good boys and girls. We all mess up. And we might put on the appearance of being sorted and being together. But the reality is, we're not. But the good news that I want to share this afternoon is that Christianity is not about being good. 
Christianity is not about cleaning up your act. It's not about being together. It's not about being a moral person. It's actually the opposite of that. It's about realizing you're not good. Realizing you don't have it together and coming to Jesus as you are. That's the point of the Christmas story, isn't it? That's a wonderful example of that. It's kind of great having it acted out by kids, actually. And guys, can we just say again, that was a great show earlier. Really well done. Especially for those who hadn't even had one rehearsal. That was really great, great fun. So well done. And it's great, isn't it, to have kids acting the nativity story because the point of the story is the shepherds, Mary, Joseph, they didn't do anything good to be in the position they were. And the kids haven't passed auditions to be on the stage. They just come as they are, with all of the mistakes and all of the fun that comes with that. Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, they didn't do good. They came to Jesus as they were, with all of their mess, all of their faults. And there's another great example of that lesson, that Christianity is not about being good. In the, the, the passage that was read for us uh, by Sam. Now, I know it's easy when you read a passage from the Bible or hear it read to you, for it just to sort of go over your head and not really take it in. Uh, so what I thought we'd do, this might be a little bit ambitious, but I thought we'd try and reread the story and get some volunteers up to act it out. Okay? So I know we've done some acting already, but I'd like us to do this because I think it helps get the story in our heads. We've just had it read once, it doesn't really go in. So I need some volunteers, all right? So I need five people to volunteer. Brilliant, Joe. Thank you. Come on up. So I need a Jesus. Do you want to be a Jesus, Joe? Is that all right? I need two disciples. Jamie, brilliant. Come on up. Joel, thank you. I think you'd be good disciples, you two. So you're like henchmen. You can be the bouncers around Jesus. That's, that's great. And I need a mother and a baby. All right? Kayla? And who else wants to be a volunteer? Anyone else want to be a volunteer to be either Kayla's mother or Kayla's baby? <laughs> Susie, fantastic. Thank you. So I think given your heights and ages, you're going to be the mother. Is that all right? And Kayla, you can be the, the child. We'll say you're a child, not a baby, okay? All right, thank you. So mother and child over here. Joe, you're, you're Jesus. You can stand here. And you boys, that's perfect. You stand behind the disciples. Now, before we do this, we need to get into character, okay? So I need to tell you, you stand just behind here, Joe, just over here. Perfect. I'm going to tell you guys what your character's like, okay? So the disciples here, they're followers of Jesus, they're Jews, okay? And their country has been occupied by another country, uh, the Romans, for years and years and years. And they hate being occupied by the Romans. They want to rule their own land, okay? And they're looking forward to someone called the Messiah, who's going to come and set their land free from the Romans. And that's this guy here, Joe. And they're really hoping Jesus, they're believing Jesus is the Messiah. And they want Jesus to come and take over the Romans by force. They're trying to get a following for Jesus. So they're trying to recruit people who are big, who are strong, who are rich, who can fund their mission. Okay? They're looking out for people who are together, people who are sorted. All right? Over here, here's a mother and a child. Now, in the time of Jesus... Women and children had no real status in society. Much, much less than they do now. Now, children are kind of celebrated and honoured. And you can kind of see that from the number of after-school clubs that parents take them to after school, right? Parent, the children are honoured and celebrated, but in those days, they weren't. Okay? So children had no status, not until they were 13 years old at least. And this child here is very definitely not 13. Kayla, is that right? Being under 13-year-old? Okay. So, you're going to bring your child to Jesus when I start reading. And Jesus... You know these guys have got it wrong, okay? So when, when I say that you call, them, call the disciples to him, I want you to grab them by the shoulders and turn them around and sit them down. Give them a talking to, all right? Yeah? <laughs> okay, let's go. So, can we have that passage back on the screen? Is that okay? Fantastic. All right. So, now people, that's you, Susie, we're bringing infants, even infants, 
even children, to Jesus, that he might touch them. So have you come, bring your child? And let's just pause. And disciples, what are you thinking? Are they good characters to be a part of the mission? Are they good characters to be funding your mission and beating up the Romans? Not quite. Okay. So, when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. Get away, get away. But Jesus called them to him. Grab them by their shoulders. Sit them down on the floor. Yeah. And you stand up. Stay standing, Joe. And here's what you say. Here's what you say. Let the children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Wow. Brilliant. That was brief, but they did well, didn't they? Thanks, guys. Have a seat. Great. So do you see the point? Do you see what Jesus is saying to his disciples? What did the child have to offer him? Nothing. No riches, no status. It wasn't important, wasn't intelligent, wasn't educated. Nothing to offer. But what did Jesus say to the disciples was a model of how to follow him. Let the children come to me, he says, and don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Now, if there's one thing children are good at, it's receiving gifts, isn't it? And we know that especially at this time of year, Christmas time. Children are experts at getting gifts. Much, much better than adults, I must say, actually. So, you adults here, if you get a gift given to you, what are you thinking? You're thinking, oh no, I've got to get that person a gift back now. Right? (laughs) We're rubbish at receiving gifts. We think, oh no, I need to pay that person back. That's not the point of a gift. The point of a gift is, here it is, it's for you. Keep it. Children are great at getting gifts. And Jesus says, I want you to receive what I have to offer like a child. With no payback, no thought that you need to earn it, no thought you need to be good to get into the kingdom. Jesus says the qualification for being a follower of Jesus, being a Christian, is not being good. It's realizing you're not good. Realizing you don't have it together. Realizing you're not sorted. Realizing that you're needy and coming as you are. See, God's not like Santa. He's not coming down to earth with a list. He's not checking it twice. He's not looking to find out who's been naughty and nice. He's not watching us when we're sleeping, seeing if we've been bad or good, and telling us to be good for goodness sake. God is not like Sansa. God comes not to check up on us. He comes to give himself. And that's the message of Christmas. God coming down to give himself. In our mess, in our brokenness, in our selfishness, in all of our, the mess we make of our lives, he comes to give himself and to save us from that mess. At Christmas, God dives in. One of my favorite Christmas poems puts it really well, comparing God and, and Santa. I won't read the whole thing, but just the last couple of verses sum this up really well. Um, I don't know if they're going to be on the screen or not. I'm not sure if it worked, but if they are, then we'll have it. If not, then I'll just read it to you. Here we go. Santa gives things. Great. There it is. And then goes away. Jesus shows up to befriend and to stay. Santa rewards those with good behavior Jesus draws near to the broken as saviour. If you don't like God, I think I know why. You probably think he's Saint Nick in the sky. I've got no time for that faraway stranger. This Christmas, look down to the God in the manger. Maybe that's you. Maybe you don't like God. Maybe you kind of resent him for something you think he has done that he shouldn't have done. 
something he hasn't done that you think he should have done. Maybe you just find it hard to trust God. Maybe you just think he's irrelevant or you've got no time for him for whatever reason. Well, maybe, just maybe, you've got the wrong God. And the good news of Christmas is that the God who is distant, the God who is like Father Christmas, some say, Nick in the sky, that's not the real God. God is like Jesus. Anyone know what the name Emmanuel means? Any of you kids been listening hard in your nativity performances this year? Kayla. God with us. That's right. Well done. Emmanuel. The name that was given to Jesus means God with us. That, and, and that is better news than we could imagine. Because the kind of God that Jesus introduces us to is far better than we could ever have imagined ourselves. So maybe, maybe just maybe, you've got God wrong. And maybe, just maybe, you've never taken a good look at Jesus. Well, why not this Christmas? Here's the claim. The baby in the manger is God, wriggling raw in flesh. Why not read a gospel, read one of the biographies of Jesus' life and see for yourselves if it really could be true, if God really could be this good, if God really could be Jesus-shaped. See, Jesus doesn't require us to be good. He doesn't demand good behavior. He comes down... He doesn't have a list. He comes down to give himself. He came down to give his life to save us. That's a God that's better than we could ever make up ourselves.